Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. What's up, everybody? How we doing on this beautiful, chilly, but beautiful Tuesday morning? We're talking portal quarterbacks today. That's what we're talking about today. Transfer portal quarterbacks. You've got a couple that have uh, popped up around the SEC, but that's not really the focus today, of course. Uh, it's kind of a waiting game around here to see what happens with Ole Miss, Jackson Dart. And by the time this is over, we'll probably get <laughs> a word one way or another, but we're talking Quarterbacks in the SEC, specifically transfer portal quarterbacks, you have, uh, again, a waiting game in Oxford. JT Daniels is in the portal. Does anybody want to go down that road? Auburn got another one. So Auburn's bringing in two transfer quarterbacks in this cycle. And then we'll look at the known commodities around the SEC. Only about half the league, when you look at it, is a known known commodity at the quarterback position. So we're going to look at all that today right here on the live stream. Again, my name is Michael Borky. I'm really glad to see you guys. Don't forget, while you're here, to subscribe. YouTube, search my name, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, like the video. That would help me a ton. Follow on Twitter and Facebook as well. This stream's on Facebook. And uh, wherever you get your podcast, my name, or uh, that right there, should turn up results and subscribe to the podcast as well. I did some political tweeting earlier. I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it, although it feels like it's a popular opinion, I suppose. But uh, I broke character earlier, and I apologize for that. I, I went political, and I should not have. I know that's not what you guys follow me for, so please, please forgive me. Although, again, it seems like it's a pretty popular thing. Either way, sorry about that. Sorry about getting political. We're talking sports today. I know. I, I have people tell me all the time to stick to sports, so I'm going to do that. Uh, it's no news on the Ole Miss front. That's that's really, at least in terms of local stories, right now, that's the biggest one. Uh, I've had a couple of Mississippi State fans over the last few weeks, more than a couple, uh, say that our content has been really Ole Miss-driven lately. And uh, honestly, that's true. Because where has the drama been? Well, where's the drama been? <laughs> has it been... In Starkville, where, I mean, yes, they lose Makai Polk, and, and we've talked about their additions from the transfer portal. Uh, it hasn't been that many. I still think State needs to get an offensive tackle. Uh, if they're not trying, they need to. I suspect that they're trying. Uh, but they're not replacing uh, their quarterback. They didn't lose their defensive coordinator or a couple of other uh, staff members. Uh, there, there's been very little drama uh, when it comes to to Mississippi State since the season ended. And so that's why... This this and the radio show has kind of been geared more towards Ole Miss-related content just because they're the ones that are, you know, in it right now. Mississippi State's not. So I hear you. Trust me, I hear you. And I try with, with our planning and stuff every day to make sure that for every Ole Miss story, we got a state one. But the drama right now is in Oxford. It is not in Starkville. And so that's why content has gravitated more uh, towards them, for whatever that may be worth to you. Uh, basketball. The the more we continue on with basketball, uh, the more we're going to be state-driven. And then ba- when baseball season begins, you guys know how uh, baseball goes. So anyway, uh, I, I heard from another one of you yesterday. And, and trust me, it's not anything other than that's where the stories are. You know, you got to be where the stories are. 
And uh, that's where they are. So I appreciate you for DMing me and, and telling me that you like the stuff. You just wish there was more state. That's the reason why, though. That That's it. It's just because state welcoming in a transfer – or did state welcome in a transfer quarterback on an official visit this past weekend? No, they didn't. So, you know, that's that's why we're talking about that more. But I see that you're here today. And I appreciate you for being here. I really do. I, I mean that uh, wholeheartedly. So trust me. Trust me. What, uh, once we get away from this and get into basketball and baseball, you're not going to have that feeling anymore, I promise. But anyway, uh, JT Daniels would have to sit out a year if he transfers, right? That's what I thought yesterday, but apparently not because, as I understand it, he will have graduated. And then once you've graduated, that rule no longer applies. So I, I guess, as I was told yesterday, um. You can't transfer a second time without penalty unless you've graduated. And so if he's you know finished with his academic work but has eligibility left, he'll go take ballroom dancing or whatever at his new destination, and he'll be able to play right away, as I understand it. So uh, that's interesting, though. That's really interesting. Point is, there is uh, no news on the Ole Miss front. I expect it soon. I mean, class has officially started today. Um but they have like another 10 days where they can they can enroll these kids. I mean, it's almost like football players get special privileges when it comes to <laughs> academic work. It's almost like that happens. Uh, so they've got a little bit of time, but not that much time. I expect a decision from Jackson Dart to come pretty soon, as well as the tight end Michael Trigg for what it's worth. But we're talking quarterbacks today. No news yet. I saw some people get all up in a tizzy for two different reasons. But one, about the way... They've been uh, they've been tweeting and Instagramming or whatever. Here's what I will tell you. Here's my advice to you: Do not ever, ever, unless it's a commitment, put stock into what a high school kid or even a college kid that's doing the transfer portal recruiting thing, what they do on Instagram or Twitter. Don't even put. I wouldn't put any stock into that. So yeah, Jackson Dart tweeted pictures of his visit to Oklahoma yesterday. Like he did do that. He also tweeted that picture of him and Lane Kiffin also yesterday. So, you know, I've, I've seen some people that cover Oklahoma that have interpreted that as Oklahoma now has the momentum, um, whatever that means. That's ridiculous. Do not at all try to read into what college kids and high school kids are saying on social media. I can't tell you the number of times that I have been asked something after like a, a player tweets, you know, something that you could interpret it as like they're transferring out or whatever. And then you come to find out like his girlfriend broke up with him or something. Just, I, I wouldn't read into stuff like that. Uh, could he end up at Oklahoma? Sure. He could, but it's not him tweeting pictures of he and Jeff Lebby in, in himself in an Oklahoma uniform the same day. He also, tweeted about Lane Kiffin is, you know, that's all you need to know. He did both, so don't read into it whatsoever. Um, I also heard what uh, what a lot of people are upset about yesterday, a particular radio interview that happened, and a lot of people are bothered by what was said in uh, in that particular radio interview about Luke Altmeyer and quarterback recruiting and stuff at Ole Miss. And, um I had somebody ask me to talk about it on on this. Uh, we probably won't on the radio show this afternoon. 
it just I probably shouldn't hear honestly because there was clearly from 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 both sides some emotions tied up into that conversation and th- that doesn't necessarily need to be something that I reply to but in case you are somebody that thinks like that that's about as specific as I'm willing to get I don't like to to call people out on here that's not how I want to build an audience point is if you are one of those people that thinks that Lane Kiffin should not be recruiting Jackson Dart because what it might do to the feelings of Luke Altmyer. Let me tell you that this is big boy football. This is the SEC. And while Luke Altmyer is really talented, Matt Corral has said he expects Luke Altmyer to be to end up being a great player. So has Jeff Lebby. Um, but this is the SEC. And Luke Altmyer has proven nothing. I think his performance in the Sugar Bowl was really good considering the circumstances and all that. You guys heard me talk about it. I thought he, I thought he was great considering what he was thrown into, his experience level, his age, and the team he was playing against. I thought he performed admirably. I think there's a chance that he can be a really good SEC quarterback. I do. But he hasn't proven anything at all yet. Nothing. And right now, Ole Miss only has two scholarship quarterbacks on roster anyway. That's all they got. And it's possible they've only got one if the rumors are true, which who knows. As a head coach in the SEC, you cannot, you cannot avoid or not, you cannot not, you can't think about the feelings of an unproven player currently on your roster when you're considering adding talent. Jackson Dart is an extremely talented quarterback. He's got raw ability, man, through the roof. He has more experience. Not much, but more experience than Luke Altmaier. And he's extremely talented. If you can sign a player like that, you sign a player like that. And if it hurts Luke Altmaier's feelings, then he's not cut out for the SEC anyway. The, the, the idea that Lane Kiffin should not recruit Jackson Dart, that, that he should stop recruiting an extremely talented quarterback because it might hurt the feelings of his one current, also talented, unproven quarterback it is a bit ridiculous to me. Uh, that, that's Honestly, that's a non-starter. That, that is truthfully a very small way of thinking. Because ask yourself this, would Nick Saban not bring in an extremely talented player because it might hurt the feelings of a current, unproven, while also talented player? No, no, he wouldn't do that, right? Um, (laughs) What school is not adding quarterbacks to their roster on a basically annual basis? That's what you should be doing. You can't go into a season with two scholarship quarterbacks anyway. And if Jackson Dart comes in and Luke Altmaier transfers out before they even have spring practice or even after spring before a starter's name, then he wasn't cut out for the SEC anyway. This is great for both of them because I don't don't think that Jackson Dart's going to come in and be named the starter right away. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised – if 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 Ole Miss signs him, that a starter's not named between the two of them until game week. 
So you've got all spring, all summer, and fall camp to prove that you are the guy. And if you run from that, you're not cut out for the SEC anyway. And criticizing Lane Kiffin for recruiting an uber-talented quarterback because you have an unproven one already on roster, it's a goofy concept. Nick Saban would never think about something like that. Brian Kelly wouldn't do it. Jimbo Fisher wouldn't do it. Kirby Smart wouldn't do it. Hell, you you know Brian Harson's not doing it. He's brought in two transfer quarterbacks. Your goal as a head coach is to win. And if at the quarterback position you can bring in a guy as talented as Jackson Dart, you have to do it if you can do it. This is, again, the SEC, where wins matter above all else. And you sure as hell can't go into a season with two scholarship quarterbacks on your roster. The, the, the one at this moment that is currently on roster that would be the starter is completely and totally unproven. You can't take that risk. Nick Saban wouldn't do that. Kirby Smart wouldn't do that. So why should Lane Kiffin? So yeah, there we go. Tucker says, would not surprise me if he was already committed to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin told him to tweet those Oklahoma pictures. Not like, not likely, but that would be so Kiffin. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know if he would use these kids as pawns like that. Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. But I have a feeling that there is, considering what has been out there now since Levy took the Oklahoma job, wouldn't surprise me if there's a lot of animosity there now. And I think you've seen uh, some of the, the current coaching staff members at Ole Miss say things that kind of lead you to believe there's a lot of animosity there. And let's just say it would be really satisfying for Lane Kiffin to sign a kid that Jeff Levy wanted, and he'll probably rub it in. But, like, rub it in in the the real the way that he does, like, with state stuff. He'll do it like that. Some Some... People are talking about some bad, not bad, but like kind of shady stuff that went on, especially during that exit. But anyway, I've never seen so many folks wanting a coach fired like they do Kermit Davis if they lose to a 7-9 Missouri. That's it, right? I don't think so. I think unless they absolutely crater, he'll see next year. I think so. And now you've got injuries piling up too, but... Yeah, I, I think, and, and I mean, they if they lose out, then then maybe. The issue that Keith Carter is going to have on his hands now is uh, people are going to stop showing up. So that game's in Oxford tonight, right? Tell you the truth, I should know this. I just not enough people care right now for me to even like be on top of of this game. To tell you the truth, so yeah, that game's in Oxford tonight. Uh, how many people are there? Tuesday, 6 o'clock, two honestly bad teams going up against each other. How many people are there? What's an 8,000-seat arena? 2,000? Maybe? It's going to be a, a terrible, terrible crowd tonight. That's what's going to be hard to ignore. It's not necessarily the product on the court. It's the support that the product is getting. That's why Barry Odom got fired at Missouri. They even said it. They said the quiet part out loud. He was doing well. They were going to bowl games, and they were competitive and and stuff like that. 
But look at the crowd shots from his last year at Missouri. Nobody was supporting it. And if you don't have support, you don't make money. And it's all noble, but that's going to be the thing that's hard to ignore when you see the crowd shot tonight. Alexander says, we all know Trig and Dart took pictures in an old Miss uniform. Maybe they're just saving them for their commitments. Yeah, maybe so. Or, or, or maybe they are favoring Oklahoma. I don't know. But um, the people that are reading too far into or reading at all into what college kids put on social media, I would encourage you not to. One way or the other, if they were just flooding it with old Miss stuff, I would tell you not to read into that because they're college kids. They're, they put Oklahoma stuff out there. Don't read into it. They're college kids, and they did both. So I just I, I would encourage you not to do that. So anyway, either way, um, yeah, you have to recruit a, a guy as talented as Jackson Dart. You cannot go into a season with one quarterback that is worth playing that is completely and totally unproven. Uh, you, you can't do that. That That is um, – that's a mentality I think that's plagued Ole Miss for a long time and stuff like that. And, and then the, the host of the show saying, yeah, it's, it, it said the whole bird in the hand thing. I mean, give me a break. If, like I said before, if bringing in Jackson Dart scares Luke Altmeyer away immediately, like I wouldn't blame him if they go through spring and Jackson Dart's clearly the starter and then he decides to transfer. Sure. Whatever. Like I, I get that. But if just bringing him in scares him away, then he was never going to be your quarterback anyway, ever. He was never, I mean, he was never going to be good enough. If you are an SEC quarterback and your school brings in another talented guy and that causes you to transfer right away, you didn't have the, the mental makeup to play quarterback in the league anyway. Look at the room that George just, just added. I mean, are you kidding me? <sighs> Mike Leach had Rodgers and then brought in Robertson. Robertson wasn't a transfer, but you've got to add quarterbacks every year. Mike Leach is adding a quarterback every year. Nick Saban's adding a quarterback every year because that's what you have to do. Anyway, yeah, I heard Peyton last night. (laughs) Can't hear shit. And then Eli, never mind. Love it. I don't know if it's intentional or not, but Eli's comedic timing is uh, is just hysterical. It really is just hysterical. Um. Anyway, JT Daniels, where where should he go? I think somebody will take him. Somebody will take him, uh, but who? Uh, couldn't cut it at Southern Cal. Lost his job there. Couldn't cut it at Georgia for whatever the the reason may be. Couldn't beat out Stetson Bennett. And and here he is in the portal again. I jokingly tweeted at Furman yesterday and said uh, that they should go get him. But no, somebody, somebody in the, uh, I think even the Power Five level will um, at least give him a look. I would. Alexander says San Jose State. That'd be a good spot for him. Uh, they just had, uh, what's his name there? Oh, I, who was it? Who was it at San Jose State? Uh, he was at Texas A&M. And he played like 20 years of college football. Oh, gosh. His name's escaping me. Either way, San Jose State just had really good quarterback play from a former SEC transfer. That would that would make some sense. But um, what a weird story that is. I mean, remember the hype that was around JT Daniels when he was in recruiting. 
quarterback recruiting is tough to evaluate. I mean, you've got guys like Bryce Young who, you know, are elite level players and they become that right away. Starkle, that's right. Nick Starkle. Thank you. Nick Starkle. Yeah. Man, that guy played a, a billion college football seasons. I mean, seriously, what he, he was it six years? Something like that. That he played college football. But yeah, that'd be a good spot for him. Um, that's something to keep an eye on, at least. Stetson Bennett has been non-committal about returning to Georgia next year also. His interview with Good Morning America, yeah, he was still really drunk, but I mean, a lot of people have talked about the fact that he may not return there. I mean, that was said leading into the national championship, and then again, he was probably still really drunk and not thinking clearly, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he got Kelly Bryanted. Remember what happened to Kelly Bryant at Clemson? Takes his team to the playoff. Remember that? Takes his team to the playoff. Four games in, he hits the bench, and Trevor Lawrence takes over. I have a feeling the same thing's going to happen to Stetson Bennett. I think the same thing's going to happen if he sticks around. That room is too talented. And for as great of a story as he is, and he did so much, so much good at Georgia, it's pretty clear that that is their biggest weakness. And Kirby Smart likes to win. And regard here's here's a perfect example. Kirby Smart likes to win. And if you're going to win in the SEC, you have to maximize whatever you can out of the most important position on the field. And I think Stetson Bennett knows that. And if Georgia is limited at quarterback next year and they've got somebody because they recruit the hell out of some quarterbacks now, um, he'll make a change because that's what you have to do in the SEC. It's pretty cutthroat, but that's what you have to do. If you think that Georgia's just going to roll with Stetson Bennett next year and, and nobody's going to get a chance to take over or anything like that, I think you're crazy. Winning a championship is is only as good as that season because next year, if you're holding your team back even just a little, it'll happen. It happened to Kelly Bryant. It'll happen to Stetson Bennett, too. Tucker says, I would not want to play quarterback for Georgia. Um, and Munkin might be gone. Apparently, there's a lot of NFL interest with him. We'll see. Uh, it's not the most quarterback-friendly place. I'll give you that. Alexander says, they have a room full of five-star talent. Bennett should cash out while he's ahead. Oh, see, he'll be a legend there forever. He should go to Furman. Um. My question is, where's he going to go? And that sounds harsh because I was singing his praises, man. He's a great story. He he, he did well. But you got to put his season in the context of what was around him. There is not another program in the country that he could go to that would have that kind of talent and defense and running game and offensive line and wide receivers. So he put up those numbers and did that, which – honestly is impressive because of his story, but when you look at it just based on production and not emotion, it's not that impressive. And he did that with the best players in America. So if you are, I'm just throwing a program out there. If you are Virginia Tech, they don't need a quarterback, but just roll with me. 
and you're looking for one, and Stetson Bennett's out there, is that really a guy that you think is going to elevate your team? I don't. So if he leaves, where is he going to go? Maybe he will be content just hanging out at Georgia. He won his championship. I mean, my God, he won't have to pay for a thing in that state for the rest of time. He will be financially, he's financially set for life as long as he never leaves the state of Georgia. Maybe he might find it worth it to just hang tight, start a couple games, he'll lose his job eventually, and he gets to hang out on the sidelines and then continue to further his legend by being a good soldier and sticking it out and being a great teammate and clapping on the sidelines for the guy that took his job. And that'll just, that'll help his future real estate business or whatever he gets into. It's interesting though. There's been a lot of talk about him leaving before the championship. And then again, that GMA interview was interesting. He was hammered, but it was interesting. Do Kiffin and Freeze like each other? I'm sure they do. Uh, I can tell you right now that the, um, I, I just know that Kiffin quoting the freeze bass picture with the uh, the dolphin he caught and did like the SEC it means more thing really ate Hugh alive and they're they're still bothered by it today like that I promise you that but yeah I kind of think they actually like each other I mean why not. All joking aside and stuff about Hugh Freeze and and, and all that, um, you know, they've had the same job. Their their offensive guys probably have had similar off-the-field interests. They both like to fish. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they don't dislike each other, but I promise you the, the Twitter thing really bothered one of them. And Lane is not one of them. We have very few, I say very few, we have some known commodities in the SEC, but it's it's really not all that much. So you've got locally, you've got Will Rogers, you know who he is and what he returns. You've got Bryce Young, obviously, first team preseason all SEC guy, all that. I think it'll be he won, Rogers two. Some idiots are going to vote Spencer Rattler at South Carolina two, and those people are dumb. It should be Young and Rogers, but people are going to do that because that's what they do. Just watch. It's going to happen at media days. You, you just watch. It's going to happen. Uh, Miles Brennan at LSU. Is he a known commodity? But see, that's that's what we're getting at. Uh, Stetson Bennett at Georgia. People are talking about him transferring. Uh, Levis at Kentucky. Uh, I think his hype does not match his production personally. Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, I think, is a, a big-time returner. K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas. I mean, so what are we at now? Known commodities in the SEC. It's Rodgers, Young. Do you even count Brennan? He hasn't started an entire season. Um, Hooker, Jefferson, Brennan, I suppose, Max Johnson. At, hey, I mean, the league, I think it has really high-level potential at quarterback, but very few known commodities. That's something that I'm really, really fascinated by is um, – as who will emerge, because we have a lot of questions and very few answers. I mean, we know what Rodgers is going to do. We know what Young's going to do. But after that, do we know what Miles Brennan's going to do? He can't stay healthy, God bless the young man. Do we know what Will Levis is going to be next year? Again, hype does not match production there at all. Do we know how Rattler's going to acclimate to South Carolina? 
I mean, my top three quarterbacks in the league going into 2022 would be uh, Young, Rodgers, and Hooker. I think Hinton Hooker is going to have a big year next year. Um, but after that, I mean, it, it's KJ and it's Levis, and then I don't know. D1 Baseball just released their rankings, huh? Good. Well, I have I have some content for tomorrow then. Uh, I'll look at them right now, though. Let's see. People are going to be mad, huh? People are going to be mad because Mississippi State's not number one. They are number four. Oh, God. People are going to be mad. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. That's appropriate, honestly. Ole Miss at five is probably a little high because we don't know much about their pitching, but their lineup should be deadly. I mean, look at what Ole Miss returns at the plate. Uh, they should they should be able to grill a ball the heck out of some people for sure, but we don't know enough about their pitching, I think, to have them justified being that high personally. But um, damn, the SEC is good. It is every year, but holy crap, this league is just stupid. So here's the top 25. I'll share this for you. Let me share this for you. Here you go. Texas 1, Arkansas 2, Vanderbilt 3, Mississippi State 4, Ole Miss 5, Stanford 6, Oklahoma State 7, LSU 8, Florida 9, NC State 10, others in the SEC around. Texas Tech is 14. Uh, They play in Biloxi against State, right? Without knowing off the top of my head the schedules. Georgia at 16, Tennessee at 19. And Long Beach, who's headed to Starkville on the opening weekend, is a top 25 team entering the uh, the start of the season. So there you go. There's D1's, D1's rankings. We'll have some fun with that on the radio this afternoon, no doubt. We'll, uh, we'll have some fun with that. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, by the way, Auburn, again, Auburn added uh, Ashford from Oregon. So Auburn literally traded quarterbacks with Oregon. Uh, they also added Calzada, but I, I think Ashford... Um, but, but they're going to have a, a competition. Shout out to Brian Harson. That's what you do. If you can bring in talented quarterbacks, you bring in talented quarterbacks. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Very few proven commodities in the SEC. We'll see what happens with, uh, with Jackson Dart, where Ole Miss goes from there. I have no freaking idea where they go from there. Um, that would be a big pickup, and it would be a big loss as well if they can't get them especially considering Oklahoma's quarterback room and what they have there. Uh, that would be a uh, an interesting decision for Jackson Dart, but that's recruiting, man. That's what happens. All these kids think they're the best. I mean, Jackson Dart, he's right, thinks that he can be better than Dylan Gabriel. I'm sure he thinks that. Uh, I think that. So it's justified that he does too. But either way, um, keep an eye on that. And if you're one of those people that thinks Lane Kiffin should not be recruiting Jackson Dart, because he has Luke Altmaier on campus, I would encourage you to go be a fan of Furman because this is the SEC, and it just doesn't work like that. It shouldn't work like that. If you want to win, it doesn't work like that. So, anyway. Thank you, guys. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like the video as well while you're here, and I'll, uh, I'll see you again tomorrow. We'll start doing the night stuff here next week. Tentatively, we'll start on Sunday. 
and that'll that'll be the thing moving forward. And then I'll start. I learned how to make shorts, so we'll start adding shorts into the rotation as well. But uh, yeah, I've made the decision that'll start on Sunday. In the meantime, like the video, subscribe, and I'll see you guys. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.